Good morning. It is. A, it's always a blessing to be here. <coughs> Gotten to know some of the brethren more and more a little bit each time we come. As I listened to Brother Mark share last night, and and I think back on our own ordination, and I think about some of the bumps in the road before then and after then, after that, in our in our own fellowship. Thoughts came to my mind. That thoughts concerning the lesson Moses had up here this morning. Thoughts from Neil. Thoughts. I'm going to turn to Second Timothy, chapter four. <clears throat> now the Spirit speaketh expressly. Nope, that's First Timothy. Second Timothy four. The charge, Brother Mark read, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. This weekend, it's speaking specifically to Brother Jeremy and Brother Roger, maybe. Maybe it's to each one that that would speak here. And brothers. It says, reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. How do you take a reproof? How do you take a correction? How do you receive it? It's challenging to give a reproof. Sometimes it's challenging to receive one. I'm going to turn back to 1 Timothy chapter 4. In verse 7. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, who is the savior of all men, especially for those that believe. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 
till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Again, a specific exhortation to Brother Jeremy, Brother Roger. I say to you, continue. Continue to spend much time with your Lord. As under shepherds, lead by example. Lead by example. Every household here is busy. When you take on an extra responsibility, it just gets busier. Don't don't let the wrong things be crowded out. Don't let the right things be crowded out. Things get busy. Things get pushed. Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to preaching, to doctrine, to teaching the truths of God. Keep going. Persevere. Christ in Scripture in Second Thessalonians in Galatians 6, 9, it says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Because that's the tendency. That's why it's in there. You push and you push and you push. And when you think you've, you've given all and you find out it wasn't good enough, you might be tempted to slack off, draw back, or even quit. Don't. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Spend time with your Lord. As the truth is spoken here in love, how will you receive it, brothers and sisters? Like Brother Neil was saying, you can either make it really sweet and easy, almost, to, to have somebody. When somebody's coming to you and they say, oh, I'm thinking about doing this or thinking about doing this other, but I, I want your blessing or I want your input in what I'm doing. Boy, that, tell you what, they don't, you don't have to go to the elder. You don't have to go to the minister, but, but what's your heart? Is your heart to have their blessing? Is your heart to come under? You'll be blessed for it. You'll be blessed for it. It makes it sweeter. I'd like to turn to Proverbs chapter 13 and just look at a few verses. Proverbs 13.1 It says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction. But a scorner heareth not rebuke. Rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine. How will you receive what's spoken here? I hope nothing that I would speak here this morning would offend anybody. That a word that word offend in scripture means to make you stumble. Or for you to let it stumble you. 
A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. I know I'm not your father this morning, but this is God's heart. When a rebuke comes, how do we hear it? Verse 10. Only by pride cometh contention. I thought of the the balloon that popped. (laughs) Only by pride cometh contention. Doesn't that sound almost too much of a blanket statement? But prove it. It is God's word. Many times when there's contention, there might be pride on both sides. Maybe only on one side. But only by pride cometh contention. And Moses gave that picture very clear. I try one path and I run into it. I'll just do something else. And I try that path and I receive. We, I was talking with a, with a man last week. and He was sharing with me lots of things. And I wasn't sure whether he was looking for me to fix them or what. So I just listened. And I asked him, what do you think the problem is? And he says, I think it might be pride. What do you think? But that, praise God, that was the first step. (laughs) But isn't it a little ironic that humans could even struggle with pride? Look at your own life. I don't know all of you. I'll look at myself and I can see how many times I've made a mistake. I can just see of what I was saved from, what you were saved from. You know it. Isn't it so backwards that we could even struggle with pride? If we struggle with pride, we forget where we came from. We forget the miry clay that he that he plucked us out of. When we go back to that, our hearts should be so filled with (coughs) thanksgiving. I don't know who coined the term. Thanks living. It's it's a way of life for Christians. As God speaks here. My exhortation to all of you is receive it and receive it with humility. Verse 13. Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed. But he that feareth the commandments shall be rewarded. Again, what's your heart? How do you receive it? It's true. Be a Berean. What's preached up here? Go to the Word. Find out if it's real. Balance it Scripture with Scripture. Make sure it's true. If you have a question, come to that brother. That's, that's all good. But come here with receiving hearts and humility. And verse 18. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. But he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. He that regardeth reproof shall be honored. Now, no chastening, Scripture says, for the present seems seems good. None of us like to be rebuked, told where we messed up, corrected for a wrong attitude or wrong words. It's 
Sometimes it tends to prick us. Only if there's pride, though. Receive it. God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. We all need it. If I, if I am humble, if you are humble, God is lifting you up. God is pressing you forward. God is making a way. But if I am prideful, the, all, the opposite is true. It's God's mercy that if He will pop my balloon. It's God's mercy for me very quickly to fall on my face if I have pride. It's God's mercy if you have pride for that to come to an end very quickly. As God rebukes and reproves and exhorts, I plead with you, don't become offended. Receive it from Him. Receive it from Him. Let the Holy Spirit of God reveal the thoughts and intents of your heart. You know, that's the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit. Receive the word with meekness. Receive the word with meekness. I remember a story where two people after a message, one person was complaining because... Because the preacher was preaching at them from the pulpit. And then they got into an argument. No, he wasn't. He wasn't preaching at you. He was preaching at me. He was, he was telling, he was revealing things that he wasn't supposed to. The preacher said, the pre- preacher didn't know anything. But the Holy Spirit, God knows all. Even if the preacher did, even if he knew, bring it to the Lord. Let God's Holy Spirit divide the, the, the soul and the, and the spirit and the, the flesh from what is, what is true and what is right and motive. Let God reveal. Desire to be under godly counsel and gratefully submit to it. I don't know why we resist it. It's, it's a fleshly thing while we resist it. I can do it by myself. I can figure it out by myself. I'm doing pretty good. That's, that's a bad road to go. In Proverbs chapter, chapter 6. These six things, Proverbs 6.16, these six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look and a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies and he that soweth discord among the brethren. God's doing a beautiful work here. God God is doing a beautiful work here. Ordination isn't a solution, but ordination is God's order. And it's true, and I don't want the focus to be on the negative side of everything, but I'm going to touch on a few things, as Neil did this morning. 
When God is doing a beautiful thing, Satan's going to try to stop it. He already has. Many things have come up. And, it, and, it's, and it has been beautiful. There's been brothers and sisters get on their knees. Get right with God. Make things clear. Go and make apologies. Keep things open and clear before the Lord here. It has happened. And Satan's power to, to bring destruction and division just falls apart. It breaks down when there's humbleness. For God resisteth the proud, but He giveth grace. He gives power to the humble. But you have to keep going that way. Keep going that way. Do all to the glory of God. Everything that you do I say this at home and I, I say these things even all this morning as much for myself as for you. When I seek the Lord for his for a message, so many times I feel a little almost subdued after the message. Because it's God spoke so many things to me, to my heart, when these things come out of my mouth. Anybody who's trained children knows that. You correct the child and you think, Oh boy. Right? Boy, that hits home. Do all to the glory of God. Eat for His glory. Dress for His glory. Speak that word to your brother. Make that joke for His glory. Otherwise, it wasn't right. Don't let Satan use you in his efforts to stop the work here. Don't let him have a foothold. Not with the wrong attitude. Not with the wrong motive. Satan wants to bring an issue that will divide you, Brother Jeremy and Brother Roger. Plurality, plurality in leadership is so important. But your hearts being one is actually... One with God first and one with each other second is the strength of that plurality. It's not just having two men ordained. That doesn't do it. And the rest of you know that that's why you're lifting them up in prayer. That's why you're praying for them. That's why you're praying for wisdom for Brother Mark to watch over, to guide. You're praying that, that they always remain humble because if they always remain humble, then you always have God at their backs pushing them. And a helpmeet by their side, encouraging as well. <coughs> Pray for their wives. Satan wants to get a lot of unguarded hearts to speak foolishness, lies, and discord among you as parents. Young people or children, he doesn't care who. Again, I just, I hear Paul's heart when he said, I beseech you, I earnestly plead with you, don't let yourself be used by Satan. Again, I bring these, these cautions. It's, it's not like 
Brother Neil said, it's not like you, you go forth in fear at all. But recognize the battle. Because when Satan can convince you that the battle's not raging, you will let down your guard. Satan wants to dampen the zeal here for truth and purity and winning souls and each thing that the Lord is calling you to do. And he doesn't care how he does it. Maybe he'll let you be too busy. Or maybe he'll let you be prosperous enough that you become very carnally minded and physically focused. He doesn't care. One definition of sin is to miss the mark. To miss the mark. I just want to encourage you. Know that Satan wants to do these things. Know that he's trying to do these things and he wants to use you. But you're already given to the Lord God. I'd like to turn to James chapter 4. Moses' favorite book. It's not just Moses. It's probably many... Many people's favorite book in different passages anyway. I don't want our focus to be on Satan and his work here, but just recognize that that's what he's trying to do. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. you and your personal lives and your, your walk, each one of you, your relationship with God, if you are lifting up Christ, if you are submitting yourselves to God, <coughs> resisting the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. How many of you, raise your how many of you ever felt that God was just far away? That's the answer. Draw nigh to God. And He will draw nigh to you. Another prayer for Brother Jeremy and Roger. So many things. You pray these things for yourself and then pray them for the leadership too. (coughs) Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Walk in thanksgiving. Are you a thankful person? How do people know you? Sometimes another Christian might describe a person as bubbly and outgoing. Somebody in the world might just say they just seem to be 
pretty, uh, what, happy-go-lucky? That's not just, I don't know what I thought of that verse. I heard or that verse, that, that comment, happy-go-lucky. Am I happy-go-lucky? Not really. It doesn't feel like that most of the time. But when it comes to all these things and, and can you believe what's happening? In the, yeah, it feels kind of happy-go-lucky because <laughs> that's not what's going on. In reality, right? You think of the political realms. We talk of some of those things when we sit down. We talk of some of those distractions and then we have to push them away and recognize them as distractions. And be thankful. Be thankful. When I'm thankful for what God's doing here, when I'm thankful for what He's doing in my own life, when he, I find that to be one of the greatest defenses against a critical spirit. Isn't it, isn't it so good to, to look critically at, 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 at messages or at, at words and to make sure that they actually fit with doctrine and, and, and are right, balanced, and yes. But that's different than a critical spirit. A critical spirit that tends to hunt for things that are wrong or, or make the things and A critical person would, a critical spirit would look at me and would see the weaknesses. And those weaknesses would, would be made much bigger than all the other things. I don't want that. You don't want that. Guard yourself against a critical spirit. Be, be filled with that spirit of gratefulness and thankfulness for what the Lord has done. Be grateful for all that God is doing here and in your own hearts. Luke 10:27 says, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Do all to the glory of God. I wish there was some way I could make that a filter on my life. That, that nothing could go out from me that, that didn't, that that wasn't the, the, the motive. You know, we, we think of the verse eight, Romans 8:28. all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. It's almost like a filter. Nothing that the world wants to pour into my life or your life, if you are his, can get to you without going through that filter. But this is kind of one of those filters. I wish coming out from Cameron, everything was only for God's glory. That's what he asks it to be of each of us. Do all to the glory of God. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Such a beautiful picture. That the words that come out of your mouth and the words that come out of my mouth should Minister, they should serve an encouragement, an exhortation, power to the hearers. You know, some people do that. You just 
You see them coming before the, before they say anything. You just feel good about seeing them, right? Be like that. Not just because you're happy-go-lucky. Not because things just don't matter. But because Christ is within. Focus is right. You're walking in thanksgiving. You know what the Lord has plucked you out of. You know that your frailty. You know your needs. In John 8, 28 and 29, He says, Jesus said unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then ye shall know, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please Him. May it be said for each of us. You hear that? That's Christ saying, I, I don't say what I want to say. I don't do what I want to do. I don't go where I want to go. I, I say and I do and I go where the Father leads me to go. I had to meditate on this for for quite a while. That's to be our hearts. And as I look at my own life, I, I wonder how many times I, that hasn't been the case. But is that our heart? Is that your heart here this morning? I, I want to leave you with that. Do you do always those things that please Him? Is that your heart? Do, do you do always those things that please Him? Do you love Him with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength? If I asked you ladies why you wear a head covering, what would you tell me? I hope you wouldn't tell me because in 1 Corinthians 11 it tells me I... I hope you wouldn't do that. I hope that if I asked you or somebody asked you in your workplace, well, I noticed that you don't cuss, why don't you cuss? I hope you wouldn't quote that verse that I just shared with you. Well, God says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. I hope those aren't the things that would come. I hope instead you would say, because I love the Lord with all that I am, that He saved me, that He saved me from sin and hell, and I'm His. I'm His. And, and now that I'm His, 
I want to do always those things that please Him. Could you imagine if, if Sister Anne did every... I don't know if, you, if she fixes Mark's coffee or whatever, or she does this or she does that, but if she did all those things... And somebody asked her, well, how come you do all these things for Mark? Why do you iron it? Well, when we got married, he gave me this list of all these things I was supposed to do. Can you imagine? And she, she might say, I, I, you know, I'm, it's, I'm happy to do it. <coughs> the reason you walk with God, the reason you take any doctrine you want to, is it because it's a rule you've made the new covenant? I, I hope it's not. I don't even ask it that way. It's not because it's a rule in the new covenant. It's because you're in love with God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And your heart is to do those things that please Him. That's why you do those things. Sure, we read and we study and we find out. My wife will ask me, well, how, how do you like it? Do, do you like it like this or do you like it? I want to know what pleases you so I can do it. That's our, the only parallel we get with our Savior, with, with our God, is, is, is marriage. It's the only one that maybe, maybe it's a, a poor comparison, but sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it is... It really helps us get a grasp of the practical. Why do you do what you do? Sure, somebody might ask you, you wear, you, you wear the head covering because you love Jesus? Well, I love Jesus. Okay. But you know, do you want to do those things that please Him? Absolutely. Do you know what it says in 1 Corinthians 11? There is definitely a place for it. But that's not your motivation for doing it. What did you say, Brother Neil? You said fear is what? But it's a poor keeper. Fear is a good motivator, but it's a poor keeper. Love keeps you. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but it's the beginning. Then you learn and you develop a relationship with God. Each one of you, in your quiet time, sharing your hearts with God, letting Him speak into your hearts, letting a brother up here speak to you. And when it pricks you and, and, you, and you go away in your quiet time and you say, Lord, what are you, what are you trying to tell me? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I know that's one verse. But this mind that was in him was to do those things that his father wanted him to because he had a love relationship with his father. Do you love the Lord? Don't ever let it come. Don't ever let your walk with Christ, your faith, your practice. Be, be, I do these things because of this. I do these things because this scripture says this. I do these things because of this. But do those things because you've learned what pleased the one you love. And your heart is to walk with him. Your heart is to obey him. I don't say those things because I don't think that's what's happening here. I think that's exactly what's happening here. I just want to encourage you this morning. 
keep going. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Walk in thanks living. Be grateful. Let that overflow come. But guard, keep, take care of that love relationship between you and the Lord. That everything else is learning what pleases Him and walking in it.